0: Hey, hey, soul family. Welcome to a brand new episode of Ceremony Circle. I am your host, shaman and author, Allison Charles. And I am feeling really good, as I mentioned in episode one. My fiance and I, Luke Story, we had just recently moved to Texas, and we're still very much in the unpacking, unboxing portion of all of that. But Uh, Today, I really spent a lot of time getting to know the love and light guardians of the land that our home is on and just connecting even more deeply on a spiritual level to the energy of our actual home and provided a lot of space, healing and clearing and smudging and brought in a lot of beautiful offerings, sacred herbs and plants, and just had a beautiful time speaking to the home and asking of all these offerings I brought you know, what What do you want in the home? What do you want outside of the home? And it's just so neat for me to witness this instant connection that I have with the home and the very clear conversation that uh, came in right away in the home telling me, yes, we would love tobacco offered and um, brought in. And we would also love the, the lavender and some Palo Santo is always nice, but then it asked for the Florida water and the marigolds to be placed around the perimeter of the yard. So it's just been really neat to start in a very organic way to put some roots down here and to connect with our new space. Ah, but on a ceremony circle note, we have got another really powerful episode that I am so proud to bring you today. Today's guest is none other than Drew Cannoli, and you might know him as the creator and founder of FitLife TV back in the day, and he's also the founder of an incredible company, a product that Luke and I have all over our home. It's called Organifi, and he's also an author, but you might not know that he is a very embodied and devoted spiritual path walker. And I did not myself initially know the spiritual side of Drew, but when Luke and I went a few months ago to Sedona, we were there. We stayed for quite a significant amount of time. And I had known of Drew, and I knew that Drew had moved to Sedona. And I I just kept saying to Luke, "I, I can tell we're really supposed to connect with him in person. And I'm so glad I listened to that intuitive hit because before we even had a chance to message Drew to set up a a connection point, Luke and I went into the local juice shop called Local Juicery. Um, Shout out to that place. So beautiful there in Sedona. And in walks Drew and he said, hey, thanks for the uh, telepathic message, you guys. Here I am. And I could just sense right away. I was like, "Oh, oh, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have a good time with with Drew. This is awesome!" And we just had such a great time. He's super generous, instant soul family. Lots of fun, deep dinners and lunches over at his house. And he even saved us. We had severe Wi-Fi issues at the Airbnb we were staying at, and he let me guide an online shamanic journey event that I was doing in his house and let Luke go over there and work a lot. So like I said, it was just instant soul fam. And I knew right away that he was just the the perfect kind of guest that I want to have on Ceremony Circle. So today... Prepare yourself because it is a very, very multifaceted, multi dimensional journey. We traverse a lot of orbits and spaces, and it was the kind of adventure I love to personally take, and I really feel you're going to enjoy it too. And because Drew and I have both done so much work on ourselves and so many different categories of life, I just wanted to let it flow and go wherever. Uh, The conversation and ceremony space needed to be taken. So just a few of the beautiful places you're going to travel with us today. Uh, He talks about uh, setting intentions and why he currently does not do it. The zero point field, what it is and why it's the key for releasing yourself from fear. Uh, He talks about what he says the entire point of this earth journey is A really deep place we went into the conversation. Uh, He endured a lot of extreme childhood torture and abuse and trauma from his parents, yet he figured out how to use that trauma as positive rocket fuel and being of service for others while creating an incredibly successful personal and professional life for himself and really be the phoenix rising in that situation, and he shares very, very vulnerably and uh, openly about all of that. One of my favorite key components of today's show is lucid dreaming. I really want to take you guys there, and he is the teacher for that, so he tells you what it is, the roadmap on how to do it, and how it miraculously was the key in him understanding and forgiving his dad for all of those years of abuse. And we also, of course, get into conscious relationships, because he and I both have histories of being in really unhealthy relationships, yet we've both, thank God, pivoted into beautiful sacred unions with our um, respective partners. And so we talk about how we made those pivots. And um, he shares the first two two steps that he recommends you take if you are ready to pivot out of unhealthy relationship patterns. And uh, at the very end, of course, Uh, what you know Ceremony Circle Podcast brings you uniquely every time is you will be guided in a ritual meditation ceremony practice of sorts by the guest. So today, Drew guides a really soothing, empowering vision journey ceremony on how you can set your day up for highest blessings and success. And it's all about having reverence for yourself. So there's tons of really juicy, big medicine in today's show. I am ready. I hope you are too. Let's get to it. Brother, thank you so much for joining me in Ceremony Circle. Such an honor to have you. And I I wanted to start with a surprising little gem because, well, surprising to me, not to you. Because when we first met, I was telling you how, you know, I recognize you from your OG like fitness days. Yeah. And I also have a previous hardcore fitness okay. life.
1: I was getting worried for a second. <laughs> I'm like all these, oh, these shirtless photos on Google. How did I ever do that to myself? None
0: of, none of that. But I had no idea how spiritual you were. Mm. And so, you know, I know you from FitLife TV and I know you because our kitchen at home is erupting with Organifi products <laughs> yeah. everywhere. And... When Luke and I were coming to Sedona, you know, to explore moving here, we were both kind of feeling into who are the people that we know there. And I had been told by my dear sister, Sahara Rose, Mm -hmm. she knew that you had moved here somehow. So you were on my radar and I mentioned it to Luke. And of course, you know, Luke knows you. And there was something intuitively in me that kept saying to Luke, like, reach out to Drew, please. You know, not that he was yes. resisting that, but I was just reminding him we need to connect with Drew. And I didn't know why, because I didn't even know we I had much in common. And then the next thing I know is Luke and I go to local juicery, and the door opens, yeah. and voila, you're there, and you're like, thank you for the telepathic message.
1: Yeah, I knew you were going to be there.
0: And so right <laughs> away, on our first few seconds of meeting, I thought, oh my gosh, oh, okay, oh, this is, this is going to be a whole different thing than what I anticipated. And we go outside, and I really want to thank you again for just, I don't know, I just felt really... Um, met by you and seen by mm. you and you asking me about my shamanism. I just felt like it was coming from a really genuine place. Yes. And I really appreciated that.
1: Mm. Thank you. Thank you for that acknowledgement. Appreciate that.
0: Yeah. I really, really felt your presence and your purity and your genuineness. And I was really excited. That gateway just open real fast. You know, once once we all landed in the in the juice shop and I thought, "Oh my god, I definitely I knew right away I wanted to have you on." So I'm so excited to be chatting about all of this. And so I want to start. I'm so curious, do you have an intention for your life? You know how some people, you know, they want to take responsibility for the energy that they bring into a room, right? Yeah. And so they might set the intention that everywhere they go, they're opening up or unlocking more beauty. -hmm. What's do you have an intention for the way you live your life?
1: Ah, intention, such a beautiful mistress. Yeah, we've we've been dating off and on my whole entire life, and one of my uh, mentors, Mr. Wayne Dyer, Mm -hmm. he wrote a book on intention. I believe it was the it wasn't intention experiment because that's Lynn Metagert, but Wayne Dyer's books on the spiritual laws of intention, and this is when I was in it. Everything I would do, I would use uh, segment intending, like Esther Hicks talks about, and I would set intentions for everything. But what's interesting is, likened to all seasons in our life, I'm in this season of not really having any intention.
0: I love that.
1: I'm in this season of being, I'm in this season of just, you know, being in my heart mm-hmm. and allowing whatever's to come, whatever's to trickle in or flood in like a tidal wave, just to simply witness it almost as an observer. So maybe observation consciousness or, you know, tapping into the divine mind more. Mm -hmm. I think when Drew has an intention as a personality or an identity going through a world of 8 billion people, it's not as powerful as when I just free myself of anything that the identity would even want.
0: I, you know, you know what I'm saying? I do know exactly what you're saying. And I love that. And it's taking me to our chat that we all were having the day we ate lunch and you're Backyard. Yeah. And you're talking about that zero point, that place of z- zero point, I think is how what you referenced that. Yeah. What does that place mean for those listening that they're, they're like, what's the zero point place? What is that place?
1: Yeah. The bridge or the, you know, zero point field that connects us to everything. It's such a beautiful place to be. And I think when we're caught up in the 3D, right? And we're going through this huge transition right now on planet Earth.
0: No one's escaping it.
1: Yeah. You know, you're not going to escape it. Like people are waking up left and right. The fear is shaking them, shaking their, you know, the premonitions that they've had about death, about their own survival. It's very real. You know, they're putting the masks on and they're going throughout the day because of a threat, an outside threat. So when you're in the zero point field, it's there's nothing outside of you. You're simply absorbed into the abyss of, of you. And when you're on that, it's like a tether that's chained to you and the entire universe, the entire cosmos. And that's connected to many unified fields, many dimensions, every galaxy, every solar system. If you were to take it and my Don would tell me and put it all into a cell, all that, the entire world, the entire cosmos, the entire galaxies rippling out, expanding into infinite space, you know, into infinitude, all of that is in you. But because we're so fixated on the 3D and the five senses, the five limiting senses, we've forgotten who we are. Mm -hmm. We're traveling through time and space with a very limited mindset. So we're only able to see 1% of the visible light spectrum, right? Right. With our eyes. But when we remember our knowing, because, you know, and this, my Don has taught me this too. He's a shaman, talisman, babalo, like really high up ancient being. We come with hardware but we suppress it. We have amnesia when we go through the birth canal, right? We forget who we really are, what we really are, why we really are. So we forget it all. Mm-hmm. And then as we go throughout our life, we are indoctrinated into a system that takes us away from our real knowing, which is the hardware. And we have all these software programs that are just pff, overwritten. You know, we have a lot tons of things of,
0: working against yeah. us tapping into the truth of who we are. Yes.
1: So the zero point field is removing that. Mm. It's remembering your hardware, and it's re-remembering your knowing, because your knowing is everything, and you're knowing also what I believe. And by the way, I don't know anything. Right. Like, I don't know anything, right? So, when we have our knowing, that's the GPS for our soul. Yes. Right? It's the GPS in our heart. I had a dream and a vision once where we, we don't have four chambers in the heart. We have five, mm. but the fifth one's invisible
0: mm. and
1: that's the GPS. That the resonates is, is yeah. so
0: true. And I love that you brought that piece in because so much, if not all of my work as a shaman is just that infinite adventure and curiosity into all of those unseen places. Yeah. And I love now knowing that I have this unseen mystical yeah chamber in my own physical heart yeah they can't explain it
1: you know and when you die you they literally have weighed bodies Mm. and it's like 0.002 pounds like is the soul like when you die they've measured it and they have weighed you before and after you die and there's it changes Mm -hmm. the weight changes enough so that invisible light whatever you want to call it the sound of you the primordial sound leaves your body and they've actually had scientific proof. So where's that hiding out?
0: Right. And so with all of that, I'm very curious. So we just kind of barely dipped into different ways in which we can forget who we really are. Um, Various forms of suppression, shall we say. But then there's also the side of that where we consciously or unconsciously suppress our own selves and cut our own selves off from... Tapping into our yeah. grand, grand, magnificent, infinite power, light, divine, ancient wisdom, truth, all of those things. So I would love to know from you. I can very clearly track back. For me, one way that I was using to disconnect myself from my own power was by focusing in a previous relationship on all of his issues, right?
1: So, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the club.
0: Okay, so yeah. I like, got that one too. Okay, you got that one too. Yeah. yeah, like touch on a couple of those pieces that you really let yourself acknowledge and recognize and be like, oh, if I'm really keeping it real with myself here, I'm holding myself back by doing X, Y, and Z.
1: Yeah. Well, I I think the needy self, right? We all have a higher self. We have a needy self, which is connected to the ego, which is connected to the wounded child. Right. And the divine self, when we really get a grip on our patterns, our programs, the software that we talk about, we can start to label it. Like One of my big ones, what you're referencing is giving our power away Mm -hmm. to the external world. So we do that by thinking that it's something outside of us that's actually shifting our reality. And there's nothing outside of you that can shift your reality because you're the witness, you're the consciousness that's creating it all. This is your movie, right?
0: Does this neediness connect into victim mentality, victimhood at all? Or are these two different things for you?
1: I think it's the neediness of the ego of always wanting power, always wanting control. Control is a big one for me too. So I think it's ego. I I think it could be classified as victimhood. Although that's not really my program okay. personally. I think mine is more coming from, you know, being tortured as a kid from zero to five. You know, the Jesuits would say, if I can have a child from zero to seven, I'll show you who the man will be. Right. Mm. So being tortured, my dad would hold my head underneath the water and then pull me up. And if I cried, he'd shove my head back underwater. So a lot of my programs that I've had to get rid of, that I'll never get rid of fully. Like they're always in your body. Your body's your unconscious. They'll always be there. There's ways to healing the body that will allow it to titrate slowly, mm-hmm. and that kind of answers your question a little bit about the the one where it's like we set up blocks and programs because if I really opened you up and I opened Drew up, the personality of Drew right now, if, to who he really was, he'd go crazy. Mm-hmm. Right? I'd be on the street looking like one of those psychotic uh, homeless people that's just walking around talking to entities everywhere. Like We're titrating our super being, our power, with letting go of some of the amnesia that we've had and the software and in the indoctrination of the programs that have been poured out on us. Mm -hmm. So the more we let go of that, the more we surrender to all that is, which is in us, the easier it is to see those programs and then start to correct, course correct, and just have infinite love, infinite compassion, because that's what the journey is all about. It's how much can I love myself? How good can I take it? How much joy can I handle? How much bliss can I handle in this moment?
0: How open can my heart be is a big one for me.
1: It's not about the future. It's not about what can I create. It's not about what can I do. It's how open can my heart beat? And how can that electromagnetic field, which is the greatest portal in the the body, in the universe, the heart, right? Right. How can I let that influence, impact, uplift, and help other people regenerate their field that's broken? Mm -hmm. Right? And that's what you and I do. You're a beacon of that. Mm -hmm. You can't walk into a room and have people not be elevated by you and your consciousness and the energy that you're putting out there.
0: Thank you Mm -hmm. for saying that. I appreciate that. Oh, that was so juicy. I just want to let everyone (laughs) listening to just kind of marinate in that field that you just opened up. It's really... You
1: you were traveling too, and I was tracking you.
0: Yes. Yes. I was. Where did you go? I was going so many places. I'm learning your gifts, you know, and I mean, I haven't even begun to put a tip of one finger fully on it yet, but your medicine is really intriguing. It's Mm. really, really fascinating. So I'm honestly just enjoying the ride. And I'm not, I don't totally know where I'm going yet with you. I'm just, I've been just kind of in that space since we met at the juice place. And, you know, in the times that Luke and I have come over to hang out and the time we've, we've spent with you since we've been in Sedona. And I'm just, I'm just with it. I haven't figured any of your medicine out yet.
1: Mm, That's a beautiful place to be. And likewise.
0: Mm, Okay, good. Good. I like that we're in this. Fantastic. Yeah, we're
1: in this together. Yeah, we are.
0: And so I want to go then to what you started to touch upon with your childhood. And I know that one of the big teachings that you share, which you also have touched on, is love and self-love. And I'm also a big teacher of that being a vital key in... In anything and in, in understanding your calling and being able to hold space and be in a healthy, sacred relationship with anyone. And for anything, I do believe it begins with us really asking ourselves, Do I truly have self love? And when I started to ask myself that, I deceived myself. And I, my answer was yes. Yeah. But I wasn't at all. And, but just from that inquiry, it, as we know. Changed everything. Changed everything. Mm-hmm. And so there's a couple of places I want to go with you in this self-love piece. I think I want to start with the fact that is that being a main pillar of importance to you? Does that connect directly to your traumatic childhood? What you endure, the hardships, the challenges, the experiences that you were thrust into and the places that you went then, I would imagine that innocent, pure Drew and that ever-present, infinite, wise, ancient soul Drew knew we've got to get back and open back up to self-love. Did the hardships you went through as a child Make it hard to love yourself.
1: (laughs) Yes. For many years in my life. Yeah. Heavens. Yes. I think it's, you know, I disrespected the body. I drank a lot, lots of alcohol. Yeah. Totally disrespected the body. Right. But underneath it all, I always knew that there was a lot more going on. And, you know, when I, I've always been a big dreamer at the young age of five. I would experience crazy lucid dreams, and I actually saw my dad as myself. He showed me that that extension, that mirrored reflection of who I am, was here teaching me the lesson of forgiveness, but also taking it a step further and thanking him for all the abuse, because that's what really opened up my heart and allows me to see into other people's field or their energy or whatever we want to call it. We don't really need a label, right? Of what they're working on and how they're torturing themselves, mm-hmm. which is why, you know, sometimes I can come across as a little warrior archetype when I see people disrespecting the gift, the miracle that they are. Right, when they're just trusting others, we could say, and they're just following orders, mm. and they're doing things that limit their own evolution of their own soul, and I, I have a, I. Sometimes have a hard time of pulling it back, reining it in. I'm learning that they're on their own narrative. They're on right. their own journey. They're on their own soul's course. So that's one of the things. But yeah. you
0: feel a thing that percolates up inside of you. Oh, it's real.
1: And what what yeah. is that
0: feeling? What is it?
1: I think it's sinking island syndrome. Mm. You know, if you, if you look back at the ancients and how they lived on the planet, Lumeria, the Atlanteans, when we were born into the experience we knew we, had, we were on a finite timeline. So I feel that in every cell of my body. And maybe you feel that when I say that to you. Yes. So it's like, all right, let's say I live to 180 because I'm drinking Organifi green juice every day, right? Right. Doing NAD.
0: Love the organic. Yeah.
1: So let's say I have that much time. Time isn't a me- measurement for me linearly, right? There's cyclical time, which is the planets and the galaxies and the cosmos. There's also linear time. And there's also one thing, that I've always had in my heart, which is how much good can unfold in the time that Drew is here. How many people can I help? I see. Right? So that's the goal. Like how many, and because I've been wounded, because I had that trauma, I'm just bottling up that trapped trauma, moving it out of my body and turning it into rocket fuel. Mm -hmm. Because that's all trauma is. It's just stored energy. And if we can get a human to unlock it, if we can get our you know people that we love to let go and unlock their trauma, Like some of the greatest people on the planet have had bucket loads of trauma poured all over them. And I believe we come into the experience before we enter the physical earth plane saying, hey, you can have all the riches, you know, you can have all the cars and the houses and be born into this trust and this, you know, wealthy family live beyond measure of your wildest dreams. I don't want that, right? I want to be born into hardship. I want to struggle my ass off for the first you know, years of my life so that it reminds me of why I'm here. It opens up my heart so that I'm here for the rest of humanity because it's not about me. Right?
0: Right. It's about the big, yeah. the big mission yeah. of the bigger mission of the biggest mission of the ever, <laughs> ever opening all.
1: And the greatest show on the planet.
0: Yes. And we are all here for it. For and it sure.
1: starts with us
0: because if we don't does.
1: change, then the world's never going to change.
0: I definitely agree with that, that it all starts with us taking responsibility and and doing the work. And so with that, I am really intrigued. I I don't even know where I want to go with this next question, but there was something that really stood out for me. And I just know I want to go here of how you chose your birth family to have these experiences and then you then had a foster family or families. Yeah. I'm not sure if you had more than one. And then you had an adoptive yep. family. I don't even know what I want you to say about that. But to me, there's just something intriguing that you selected yeah. to have all these different kinds of families. What, yeah. What, <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's a great question.
0: I, I don't know. I just, I think that's such a unique experience. Yeah. What, how did that shape you or what did that teach you?
1: Well the main thing it taught me is that family is not doesn't have to be blood. Okay. Family is in who I'm with now. Because I can anchor that in. I could be talking to you know somebody and anywhere in the world. I could be talking to on the planet and I can anchor in my mom. You know who I love absolutely dearly and I can see through the eyes which are a portal, right? Mm-hmm. I can see my mom looking back at me in any human I can see my future children, you know, I have this little boy who hasn't been born yet, but Atlas and he's in people's fields often. And I start to see him in the eyes of other people and I can see my, my born son in them. Yes, And it drops all the guard, all the limitations. You know, we're not born into a separate division society. That's, we're taught that. It's nothing that a human comes to planet Earth with. We come with connection. We come with love. We come with joy. We come with, you know, oneness. But we lose it because you're much easier to control if you lose that part of yourself. Mm -hmm. So family is everyone. There's nobody that I can say I really hate on the earth plane right now. I've done a lot of work to like, you know, come to terms with people that have done wrong by me or potentially what drew thought was wrong but i also look at it as a lesson absolutely you know it's a blessing it's a blessing and a lesson every event every situation and circumstance so family to me is everything and it's everyone there's nothing outside of it even all the kingdoms we can talk mineral kingdom animal kingdom etheric elemental like those are all family
0: yeah we're all brothers and sisters yeah
1: so there's that but. In the personality of Drew, just to put some wheels on this, zero to five was really rough. Physical torture, emotional abandonment.
0: Were you shutting down in different ways? Were I you was scared? very, I was very
1: scared. Scared. And I was very shy as a little boy, right? And again, I'm not telling this to evoke emotion. I don't want any emotion towards sympathy or anything else. I
0: second that and hold yeah. that space as well. Like
1: we're not bringing that in. Correct. We're declaring and decreeing that that doesn't exist here. I'm using it as an example, like no matter what you've been through, no matter how much pain you've suffered, the relationships, the abuse, the torture, the trauma, the addiction, whatever it is, you don't have to live in that space.
0: Yes. We're living here and now. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So it's all, it doesn't exist when we're in the now. The only thing the human does is make it up and it's like a fax machine. It's re-recorded over and 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 over again. And every time it's recorded different than how it actually happened.
0: Right. And I am so glad you brought that up because I set the intention before I even got to your house today Yeah, that I knew I wanted to get in these waters a bit, but I, I, I was like, I don't even know that I want to get into too many specifics just for the reason you shared. And also it's just like you know, I don't want to open up any gateways of like trauma comparing and, yeah. you know, all that stuff. So, yes, we're, 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 which is fun
1: up. sometimes.
0: <laughs> like <laughs> right. a card
1: game of spiritual people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Spiritual bypassers. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. get in the trauma comparison. <laughs> yeah.
0: Exactly. Oh, my God. We're just
1: laying our cards on the table. Hey, what do you got? Yeah. What yeah. do you got? I
0: think, you know, walking away, I think mine was tougher than yeah, yours. Yeah. I think uh, what I experienced <laughs> was so much harder. Mine's got to be worse.
1: Oh, my God. Uh, so. The traps. But there is something to look at the lessons. Right. Yes. So, mom and dad neglect, abandonment, zero to five, adopted at, was in foster homes for like a year. Again, same thing happened. Abuse.
0: Were you in the same foster home with your sister? Yes. Okay. I was just so
1: abuse again because you can't take an emotionally damaged kid. Like they, the even the state would put terms on us. Like we were so indoctrinated so hard, and they wanted to give me Ritalin and all these drugs, and they're like, he will never be integrated into a normal household. So I went into a foster home where it's like, I'm sitting at the table and everybody's ordering food. And my parents, my biological parents taught me that swearing was cool. Mm. They would reward me for it. So I'm like, hey, Sally, can you pass the fucking potatoes? And I'm like this little five-year-old, right? And I'm setting that example for the rest of the children that they have in this foster home. So then I'm grabbed by the back of the head, brought into a bathroom, whipped with a belt, soap in my mouth.
0: So the one thing you were rewarded with before, then you find out you're like, wait, the the script got flipped again. So
1: there was absolutely no certainty. Oh, gosh. So I couldn't find certainty in the external world at all. I see. So then I became a master of creating certainty in my life going forward.
0: Got it. And I also see how this connects to you allowing the gift of your lucid dreaming yes. to open up. Yeah. Because I was curious and I want to get to the lucid dreaming. That's one of the categories I really want to open up with you. Um, so people that are curious can learn more about it. And, and even myself, that as we've chatted before, I can astral travel and do all of these things. But the lucid dreaming is, is an area that I want to grow in. But when I look back, I can see that I needed to suppress things and do certain things in order to keep the relationship with my dad alive. So I needed to cut off my spiritual gifts because if I saw all that was really going on, it would just be too much and it would be the demise of that relationship. So I cut things off. However, the deeper part of my soul Knew it needed to keep the little shaman alive, so I just leaned into psychic courses and reading all things palmistry and metaphysics and da 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 just to keep enough thread alive until I was ready to really reawaken. Yeah. So I wonder if that is similar for you with this lucid dreaming. It's like, okay, in this awake Earth-based state, there's all this confusion. I don't know up from down, but if I, in the soul space, in these other dimensions, I can keep my true self and gifts alive here, at least for now. Is that is does that resonate at all or what was going on? 100%. Okay.
1: And it was also a way for me to escape reality. So there was so much pain in my reality and the 3D that going into these other dimensions and opening up portals and dream time and, you know, lucid traveling to different galaxies and stuff was a way that I look forward to it. And I've never lost that. Like dream time to me is so important getting 8 9 sometimes 10 hours of sleep.
0: Yeah, you just, go to bed early. Yeah,
1: just so it's like an IMAX theater like full experience every night. It's super powerful.
0: So, let's let's talk more about this. What what is lucid dreaming? I know it's so hard to put human words yeah. to some of this stuff, but if you can if this is new to someone, a little bit of what is it and then if someone if this is really resonating with their soul, what's a first one or two steps that they can start to take to Open up the possibility of this.
1: So first step, you must recognize that you're dreaming right now.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. You just dropped the mic right out of the gate. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. (laughs) This
1: is all a dream, right? And in the dream, when we start to wake up, it becomes the awakened dream. So right now, Earth is in a period of sleep. Most of the world is in the sleeping dream. Slumber. Yeah, it's like the walking dead in most places, right? And it's because they forgot their multidimensional aspect of who they are. They've limited their bodies because you have the etheric, auric field, different bodies, right? Electromagnetic body, the bioelectric body, all these different bodies in the body, but we're so focused on the biology. And there's so much more than that. I mean, and when you really wake up in the dream, You start looking at things differently you start noticing things and maybe you've noticed it. you already have because i know you you're like soul sister from hundreds of thousands of years agreed but you start seeing signs roll into your life and they're beyond coincidental they're beyond synchronicities it's set up by you it's almost like you're phasing in and out of different dimensions to show you things and lead you down a path to wake you up
0: which is exactly what's happening in real time right now in this conversation
1: yeah And maybe you're tracking, you're probably tracking that sometimes because we do that. It's like, wait a minute, was I just over there? Like, what's happening here? And it becomes, if you chase it enough, it almost becomes, you feel like you're a crazy person. And people will start looking at you like you're crazy. But I believe if we're living in a frequency universe, right? Everything is light. Our bodies are light. We're just phasing in and out thousands of times a second, but the linear mind, the 3D mind makes sense of it and puts you as a biological being in front of me and me in front of you. Mm -hmm. So we're moving through space like this, right? And in the dream, if everything is light and we're not seeing 99.8% of the light that's out there, whatever it is, then how much stuff is happening outside in the dream that we're not awakened to. So when we really start to wake up in reality, we start to wake up more in dream time. Got it. Because there's the sleeping dream and there's the sleeping living. Yes. And when we wake up, it's the awakened dream. And when we wake up at night, it's it becomes the sacred dream.
0: The two merge together. Ah, it's so interesting because what I'm picking up on, and I and I really I want us to to keep going with this. This feels very important for some reason. I feel like perhaps, and I want to keep learning as you're talking, but I have the ability, like right now, there's a whole more than one body of mind that is in completely different places
1: and you, you feel know? it, you see it, you yeah. sense it.
0: Yeah. Like I could, I could, tell you a couple of the places that I, this astral body of mine is at right now, receiving codes, information, speaking with other entities, <laughs> you know, uh, yes. the mothership.
1: Let's get woo. Let's y- just get crazy. You know. What most people think. Uh, this is normal.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's going on. But when I'm, what I feel is that's normal for me. Yeah. But when I go to bed, I'm, I'm sure I'm going places, but I don't think when I as a human, have gone, entered into human night, night time, time to yeah. sleep. I've never worked it in a way that I think you know how to work it. Mm-hmm. So what is that way before you're going to bed at night and you want to learn to intentionally travel? Do you set a goal? What are we doing here?
1: <laughs> ah. All right. So the roadmap is simple. Okay. And setting a goal is key. So before you go to bed, What do i want to experience subconscious show me this subconscious i am looking for the answer to this subconscious i'm looking for a business idea that i'm in the creation of i need a name for a business or i'm looking for i'm looking to spend time with my my future relationship the person i'm supposed to meet i want to have a quality date
0: Mm, oh i love
1: that. that's so nice so you're setting or i want to travel to alpha centauri And I want to see all life forms and all dimensions, right? You can make it as big and as expanded as you really want to.
0: Do you need to set any sort of protector field? I don't believe so. Got it.
1: My school of thought's a little different. I believe I have so many luminous beings around me that are constantly doing that. And as long as I'm coming with my heart, heart first, open, pure, from the light, I don't think I need to to do that. I know, I I know astrally there's demons and there's demonic forces that can, people can get into. I don't put that in my field, right? Right.
0: I just wanted us to at least.
1: Yeah. And nothing can, and you know, this nothing can cling on to you if your vibration's higher than the thing that's trying to cling on to you anyway. So just keep raising your vibration up, keep raising it higher and higher. And when you go down a less than or a thought pattern that doesn't serve you in this experience now, Work on that. Getting rid of it. Turning yourself back into the high vibrational state that you're in.
0: Which requires presence, courage, conscious awareness. Yeah. So we're setting the goal. Set the goal. And then you get on your pillow and…
1: Yeah. And then you allow the body to do what the body does, which is a miracle multidimensional suit that you have. And you focus with the intention of remembering as well. So I want to remember it. Mm. And in the beginning, writing down your dreams is very helpful. So you keep a up. journal
0: by your bed. Yeah, or audio. Oh, okay. Right? Get an
1: audio recorder, not your phone because it emits all kinds of harmful electromagnetic stuff like Luke talks about, right? Exactly. So <laughs> audio record it and sometimes you'll wake up speaking in different languages you've never heard in your life, mm. right?
0: I really love, I've never heard anyone put the caveat of with the also add the intention to remember. Remember. That feels really important.
1: Yeah. So remember, remember, remember. When you wake up, Try to remember as much as possible. Most people just don't remember. You're dreaming all night long. The hardest part of lucid dreaming is actually to tell yourself not to dream. Like that's high level, black belt, dream time.
0: I want to thank Star Animal Sunday's fine jewelry for helping to make this episode possible. They are beautiful handcrafted pieces made in LA and New York of repurposed 14 karat gold, ethically sourced diamonds, and most pieces in their collection have different power animals represented on them. If you are new to the world of power animals, I will share that the deer is a very special one to me. It came to support me right after my divine intervention and spiritual awakening helped me through a very powerful shamanic initiation and rite of passage and even played a very key role in me aligning and sacred partnership with my fiance Luke's story. So I have the deer necklace from Star Animal Sundays that I use as a talisman. It helps me remember to keep my heart open, to keep as expanded into the embodiment of unconditional love and the expression of unconditional love as possible and reminds me to be gentle and compassionate and to not take life too seriously. So if you'd love to explore the various pieces, just head to staranimalsundays.com. And if you use the code STARPOWER, all capitals STARPOWER at checkout, you will get 10% off and 25% of sales using that code. Go to an organization that I'm very, very close with that works to preserve ancient and indigenous wisdom traditions from all around the globe. If you decide to get one, tag me on Instagram. I'd love to know the peace and power animal that spoke to you the most. Can you give one example of a voyage you took that you just vividly remember and something really shifted for you? Yeah.
1: So every night I'm in about maybe 40 to 50% remembrance of powerful dreams that are messages. So if you remember any dream, it's a message. It's not a dream. And it's real, right? So I've had hundreds of experiences of being different people in past lives uh-huh. where I I live a whole entire experience. I've had children with other women. Like my girlfriend sometimes doesn't like to hear that, but like this is all past life stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm experiencing that. I've had various prolific, profound, deep, Like every cell in my body, like experiences some of these dreams. And, you know, I've spent a lot of time with dolphins and whales in dream time where they're they're ascending up vertically on these like paths of like golden white light. And the music, I can't explain the music. I mean, it brings tears to my eyes thinking about, but my body is in complete rapture. Mm -hmm. And I hear every single cell in my body. It's unlike any 3D experience. You could even generate. And you're in this, you know, ascended vertical, like Trump, like music, you can't even explain it. And they're in this white light. That's just so bright. Every cell of your body feels like it's being hugged by a thousand people that you love at the same time, every cell and every cell is hearing that. And then, you know, you w- literally in this dream that I had, I, I felt like I was floating even above the bed and I woke up because I landed back on the bed, Mm. right? That's just one of them. And we all have access to it, but it's how much can we remember? How much can we stop giving our power away? I think we give our power away a lot, which robs us of our ability.
0: And would you say that one of the reasons for us doing that is just fear of where, yeah. of how incredible it is or where we might go or how yeah. the power we can unlock inside of ourselves. It can feel intimidating when your soul starts to percolate like that.
1: When we think this is all there is, right, and we're limited to the five senses, then why would we ever explore anything else? And the people that have constructed this program are beyond people, right?
0: So what is one of the main benefits of doing this work?
1: I think the main benefits of doing this work are it's going to happen one, or, one way or another. And I'm not here to enroll anybody in this. This isn't a sales promotional program. Although for, you
0: did write a book on it, which yeah, I will say. You but. be you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not here to convince anybody that this is the way. What I will say is it's going to happen regardless. So if it happens in this lifetime or it happens a thousand years from now, you're going to do the work. Right. You're going to wake up one day and you're going to be like, okay, this earth experience is great, but I want to see what's really behind the curtain. And I think some souls on the planet now have chosen to come in that are like, okay, we've been down this road. You and I, we've been here before. Yes, Let's uh, transmute this. Let's see beyond the illusion. And let's help as many of our brothers and sisters as a pillar of light now, Right. Because now's the time. This is a very special time. Right. Being here on the planet. It's so beautiful.
0: I believe that we are definitely here during a planetary awakening, unlike any other. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> so clear. And it's, I think by the time this airs, we will have already, yeah, we will have already experienced the December solstice. But, you know, there's a lot of talk yeah. about that. And, The two planets that haven't aligned are aligning after 800 years and won't for another 2,000 and just all of these conjunctions. um, And there's stuff like that that goes on all the time.
1: Which is another way of giving away your power.
0: Talk more about that. Yeah,
1: because I know I'm probably going to offend a lot of people. And listen, I've gone down the astrology path, right? I love it. Planets, this. J.P. Morgan says, I've never met a millionaire or a billionaire that doesn't believe in astrology Mm -hmm. right so i get it there's a lot of science god is a mathematician but i think when we get too consumed in anything astrology is a big one for a lot of people yes they give their power away because yeah think about a dog like they're so present they're not thinking about the future future alignment of this star or the sun they're not thinking about conspiracy theories or what's going on in the world politics. Football games.
0: Yeah, I think it is dangerous anytime we start to construct our lives too much. Yes.
1: There's a level. It's good to know. It's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. But also, how much juice, right? How much presence can I experience in every single second of the day? I'm not worried about anything else. Absolutely. Then you start calling your power back. And then you start flying in your dreams, right? Or you start traveling to people, healing them through the fourth gate through the heart, the meridian. So it's it's all parallel. The more we wake up here, the more we wake up there.
0: Mm-hmm. That
1: becomes even more real than reality itself.
0: Absolutely. I could not agree with that more. And yeah. it also just makes everything so freaking fun
1: Yeah, all the time. When you look at it like that.
0: It's just infinite exploration. It's incredible. So I now want to talk about, I think you have done so much transforming in your own life and correct me if i'm wrong but a couple of other areas of your expertise are how to own your awesome and how to just fucking obliterate limitation and i find that a lot of people in my life are fellow big time global change makers you yeah. know like visionaries really here to deconstruct the old paradigm and anchor in and and to support the birthing of the new and when you are that kind of person it can up against judgments, resistances, different things, because you're helping to open up a way that perhaps never existed on this planet before. Whole new ways. So what would be your advice to people who are these kinds of change makers and visionaries? How can they continue to hold that line and keep going forward and unlocking even more and more and more of their juicy awesomeness and overcoming limitations, fears, things like that?
1: Yeah. I think it's, for me, it, it's all about how I set my day up. So every morning, the first hour is the most important part of the day. So it's waking up, affirming it, decreeing it, declaring it, What are you saying declaring? words.
0: Okay. Just whatever. Remembering who slowing. I am. Okay.
1: Right. So it's, it's uh statements. It's, you know, for lack of better words, it's I am commanding. I am invoking. I am declaring that this is going to happen. And in the moment, I am recognizing that I'm not the limited personality of Drew, that I'm the multidimensional sovereign being, right? And I'm going to go through my day with great ease. It's going to be so easy. Miracles are just going to unfold. They're going to present myself and me in every moment, and there's going to be change that happens in every person that I come in contact with. There's going to be good that unfolds, healing that has happened in them, right? And I'm just going to be a catalyst for that. I'm going to be a way shower of explosive alignment and what it means to be connected. Because I believe that's missing. And I believe there's so much chatter and there's so much noise and there's so many charlatans out there that are just selling whatever they can sell to do it, to make money. And we get to go to a system that's beyond that. And we're traveling there quickly now. Yes. So it all starts at the beginning of the day. And then it's getting my biology correct. So if I can speak it, You know, your ears, your cells have ears. So everything I say, I'm very conscious of the words that I choose. And I'm pouring light on my body with the words that I say. I'm singing, I'm chanting, I'm beating on my chest, I'm running around the house. Emotion creates more energy in the physical body. We're magnets, right? The body's an electromagnetic battery. So I'm constantly working on that. I'm charging, I'm looking at the sun every day, staring into it for 10 or 15 minutes in the morning, getting those delicious sun rays right? Casting off any entities that are in my field that, you know, the sun does. I mean, it's amazing when you just, if you sun gaze for two weeks straight, your life will change. Mm -hmm. That's all you need to do. 10 minutes, right? It's one of the greatest biohacks there is. Mm -hmm. And it's our, you know, father, sky, sun, whatever you want to call it. So there's that. And then it's uh, reaching out to people I love. It's pouring into them because when in doubt, focus out. There's a lot of doubt on the planet. What's gonna happen this could be this i'm gonna buy guns i'm gonna ammo up like all this stuff that's happening but when we're in doubt that's when disease happens so i'm focusing out i'm literally writing notes to people texting sending videos listening to music that just pumps me up Mm -hmm. right dancing Mm -hmm. i'm always dancing around the house
0: yeah (laughs) yeah you're great even when like we're in the car and one of your voice notes to luke comes in i'm like yeah let's Let's go. You know? <laughs> I'm just, yeah, you're really you're really good at, at yeah. sending healing energy out.
1: Yeah. It's- I shake it off. I'm able to shake myself off quickly. Mm-hmm. Like when Drew, the personality of Drew goes down a track that I'm like, hey, observe, you know, because there's the personal Drew and then there's the observation. I'm, a- I'm able to sit here. Yes. I'm pretty good at it. Me too. And I can observe me yeah. and the identity from this place.
0: And That's I, one of my favorite things yeah. to do. Actually, it's yeah. so hilarious to watch yeah. ourselves.
1: it's comical. So
0: funny. I right? mean, stay keep where you're going, but like I'll say stuff to Luke all the time. I'm like, I'm totally consciously aware that I'm doing this right now, and I know, but I just want to be human for a minute. And I just want <laughs> to. I just want to vent about this and say this, and I just let myself have a few moments each day to just yeah. be wildly human. It's so, so fun important. being human. You have to. Yeah. You know, it's like you know the the. The name that I was assigned to use, which, you know, people are always like, what does that even mean? There's can be so freaking triggering to people, rock star, shaman, but it's like rock represents great mother earth and star represents father sky, great spirit. And then in between those two points it. is is Allison. The, uh-huh. the human and it's like I'm in that vertical line and you know I'm accessing all at one point but sometimes I just like to go to that middle point of human Allison and just yeah. I don't know just kind of be a bitch for a couple minutes or something yeah
1: be human yes be a bitch get sassy
0: <laughs> get sassy I don't you know I'm not damaging you know anyone with it yeah and I, I stay in that place that we're talking about but it's just like we need to let ourselves be yeah all.
1: and be animal
0: yes like
1: we're animals. Yes. Like I can be a dumb monkey, right? A lot. When the elephant takes over and or the monkey riding the elephant takes over cuz that's the old, you know, Hindu photo of the monkey the thinking mind mm-hmm. takes over the elephant which is the subconscious, I can be an idiot. Right? It's beautiful.
0: Just like making a dumb decision, or? Yeah,
1: dumb decisions, egos triggered. Okay. I'm upset about something. I'm in scarcity. There's a lack mentality happening. Yeah. Whatever it is. And it's like, hey, shake it off. Remember, it's just a monkey. So if we can tame the monkey and make it be cool on top of the elephant, then the body knows what to do all the time. The yes. body actually is greater mind than the mind.
0: Yes, I agree.
1: So when we can choose and make decisions from here, from the heart, that's when uh, things become a lot easier. But being an animal, allowing ourselves to be human, like I love it. Sometimes I just run around making like like ape noises, beating on my chest. Like, p- people probably think I'm crazy. Like my neighbors, they've come over a couple times. They're like, "Is is everything okay here? Have they really? Yeah,
0: I love they've it. showed
1: up at the door. They're like, "Hey, we heard some weird noises, and we want to make sure everything's okay."
0: And so, what does your soul, soul tell you? Is it a is it a situation where it's just not worth even attempting to explain what you're doing, or do you let them know, like, hey, I am a spiritual guy and I'm running around like a monkey? What do you do in that moment?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I try to give them a hug. But okay. Most people and then if they're not willing to have a hug, then I know then they're on the other side.
0: Correct.
1: So I can't explain it anyway. And it doesn't matter. Correct. Right. It
0: just was curious what occurs there. Got it. So
1: then it's like, hey, I was just doing some breath work. Yeah. You yeah. know, or
0: keep it one oh one.
1: Yeah, one oh one. Base level.
0: Base level. Sorry
1: to creep you guys out.
0: <laughs> it's so good, oh, but I
1: actually love creeping people out.
0: Tell me, more. interrupting
1: the program.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Like
1: that's my favorite thing to do. Okay, I love it. Sometimes I go in grocery stores, and I'm just like, I walk up to some man, like, "How you doing?" Like <laughs> in a real weird voice, or <clears throat> making noises, or
0: and just snap him out of the matrix snapping a little bit. Out
1: of it, yeah. Because it's all they're just, you know, murp, murp, Mr. Roboto. Everybody's like a robot now.
0: And you can be so entranced in that, yeah. and not even know you're entranced yeah. until someone like you has that kind of medicine. in Which them. is so fun. Yeah. What's yeah. one other way before we go on? I just I like this <laughs> little fun piece. What's other one other way that that little? It's not mischievous medicine. It's just activating medicine. I guess we could call it. Yeah. How, what, what's another little fun story with that?
1: I think it's you know something that I do a lot, where it's you know even dancing. In the middle of a, a store, yeah, you know, everybody's so focused on what they gotta get. I bring my little uh, speaker with me sometimes. You know where I go places. It's this little bow speaker, but it's pretty loud, and I'll just play it throughout the whole store. What kind so of music do you hear go the music. to? What Usually kinda? dance music.
0: Uh huh. Like, do people start people start feel to feel the beat with you occasionally? Yeah,
1: nobody's ever come up and is like, "Hey, you need to turn
0: that off." That's great.
1: People actually enjoy it. I'm so sometimes
0: happy to hear that. Sometimes they join us.
1: I was with my buddy Ben who's a really gifted artist, Shouts creative to ben. photographer, videographer, you know, the deal, right? Yeah. And I brought my little speaker and we're over at I love saying this word. Talakapaki. <sighs> right? That's like my favorite word.
0: <laughs> it's one of mine too. Is it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he, he introduced me so to that. So we're in Talakapaki.
1: And I got my speaker and we're, we're there. Everybody's so serious, but we got a few people to dance. Cool. Right? Shaking them out of their, their programs.
0: I love that so yeah. much. It's such beautiful medicine. It makes my heart and soul rejoice to know yeah. that they're receptive because I think I would have guessed that at least a couple of times you would have had someone come over and been like, can you please turn yeah. that off?
1: That's even with this thing. Like I never do this. You know what I'm saying? The mask. I'm, I've had maybe one person come up to me in like seven months. Yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've but also it's medical. You know, sympathetic nervous system gets spiked up from all the torture and when you tell somebody that kind of like oh i gotta back down a little bit Mm -hmm. this guy looks a little crazy
0: right right, right. and at
1: the time i think my beard was like three inches longer so i had more of like the gandalf look
0: yeah i like the beard on you thanks i think it's good when i was doing my research in the last couple of days which i do by the way
1: i can tell look at all these notes yeah i don't know that i've
0: covered too many of what i written down but uh i saw the different like the no beard the little tiny beard and i like this
1: yeah Okay, so not too long. Rebecca loves it.
0: Yeah, it's good. It's a good look.
1: I shaved it and she I didn't she didn't kiss me for like 2 weeks. I'm like, what's going on? I yeah, shaved my likes- beard. She felt like she was cheating on me.
0: Oh, no. We can't <laughs> we cannot be evoking that. No, no, no. Not at all. Speaking of <laughs> You're a beautiful woman and yes. you being in this sacred conscious relationship. That actually is the next point on my notebook here. Yes. I want to, and this is what I said when we got here. I'm like, there's so many places I want to go in talking with you. Did you have to put in a lot of work to pivot out of unhealthy relationship patterns to the place you're at now? 100%. I did too. So yeah, much so work. Much years, work. years, 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 years.
1: And I'm still doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Like we have a, a great psychologist we both meet with.
0: That's beautiful.
1: Yeah, who's very, the body, you know, understanding the unconscious. Peter Levine's work, it's a big thing, right? Releasing trauma. Releasing trauma, body. exactly. All that, the vagus nervous system we're working with every day, whether we're doing toning or chanting or getting the, the fight or flight out of our bodies. Uh, SRF, so self-realization fellowship type meditations where you're breathing in for 20 seconds, holding it for 20 seconds, breathing out. And just allowing that uh, parasympathetic to kick on because people who have suffered a lot of trauma, it's in their body and they don't even know it. Mm -hmm. And they're like a ticking time bomb almost. They get autoimmune disorders. There's all these things that are happening that they don't even, they're not even aware
0: because they don't
1: know how to heal it.
0: And it's it's such an alive... Entity and functioning yeah. within the cells and muscle fibers and everything, that, that I feel plays a large role until you start to do the kind of work yeah. that we we're talking about. It starts to pl- it plays a big role in magnetizing to you the exact people that will per- keep perpetuating
1: 100%. the abusive
0: cycles. Yeah. And those abusive cycles are what feel normal. And so unless it's you love, yeah. Yeah. I
1: was in a relationship where the, the woman would cold hard, like cock me every once in a while on the face. And I liked it.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. It Thank like, you for sharing. That. There was something in me that felt like that was love. I'm like, this is fucking weird.
0: Oh my God, Drew. Can Thank you do you it again? So much for your honesty with that right? piece.
1: Yeah. It becomes hardwired into our body, but it's not normal. So if you're in a relationship like that, get the,
0: I just want to go one more layer with that because I think with so many people waking up and wanting to enter into sacred partnership, healthy partnerships, in that moment when you were getting pleasure from the pain and the kick, but that other part of you said, this is off.
1: Yeah, it's way off.
0: So what next? Did it take you a long time to start to do the work or right then and there? I knew right away. I'm
1: like, all right, this isn't going to end well.
0: And how did you start to do the work?
1: At the time, I was working with a coach of mine, Chris Lee, who's a big transformation and change ALA, Ascension Leadership Academy. I went through and uh, it was really supportive in that. So,
0: so for somebody that's wanting to start to pivot out of the unhealthy ingrained patterns especially yes. with romantic relationships. Yes. What I of course there's infinite pathways and not everyone is going to work for anyone but I just as a starting point. What worked for you or or what what could you recommend to people that really want to get on a track of sacred partnership?
1: Well the good news is you're in the right relationship right now because you chose it. So the fact that you're in it says a lot. And if there's things about it that you don't like, you are the creator of your own life. And I knew that. So every day was a creation.
0: So are you starting to take a look at the lessons and why you're staying in it?
1: Yeah. Like, why? what's what's the payoff here? What am I getting out of this? Because inside of me, it was like low self-worth. Mine too. I felt like I had to be in it. If I wasn't in this, then what am I going to be in? Nobody loves me. Which was a story I picked up from my parents because literally I created... Nobody loves me as a young child, and I'm going to end up alone because I was always alone. My parents locked me outside for like two weeks underneath a deck. I remember it was raining every day. They, they would slide food out to me like a dog through the doggy door, right? Like this is terrible. And so, of course, nobody loves me. Like if I end this relationship, how am I ever going to be loved?
0: This is my only shot. Yeah,
1: but what healed me more than ever anything, Allison, was my relationship to father, mother, God. Yes. Because that's the ultimate. I like agree. when I go there, when I'm with spirit, great spirit, when I'm with Mother Nature, whatever you want to call it, it's beyond name, right? In the the Tao. Uh, it just heals my soul.
0: And is that what surrender is to you?
1: Yeah, for sure. Surrendering to what is, you know, and just completely being in that and allowing whatever's to happen to happen. And yeah, it's a beautiful place to be.
0: Yeah. So I would just wrap this little nugget of our mini multifaceted, uh,
1: we're jumping around,
0: but to me, this is, this is good because I honestly think we, both of us have put in work in so many different categories in life. I didn't want to cut any of them out. So I kind of honestly wanted it to be this, uh, poo poo platter.
1: Yes. (laughs) A
0: little, uh, Charcuterie
1: Char- 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 mm-hmm. board of uh, shit.
0: Exactly, yeah. So I would say what worked for me, well, the divine intervention is what worked for me. It it culminated to that. That's what it took for me to exit out of the uh, previous relationship that I was in. But I look to him, I I refer to him as my instrument for awakening, you know, and teachers and all of that stuff. So I then surrendered. And so I'm glad that we are at least bringing that up. That's a whole huge category that I don't think I want to take us down. But surrender for me was a game changer finally letting myself see I'm not working this experience in the highest and calling in great spirit, God, great mother earth, and my benevolent guides to show me the way The put the hands up and show me Jesus,
1: take (laughs) take the
0: wheel. And then I heeded the messages that came in. So if you are at a place where you're finally ready, if you can sense something is off, begin to commit to yourself to be more consciously aware and honest with yourself again about what the payoffs are, what are the teachings here? Why am I staying in this when I know it's off really start to do those questions that open up new worlds for you. And if it feels right for you again, whoever you speak to believe in, you know, God, universe, whatever, let them know that you are ready for a shift. I love that. Okay. Yeah. All right, anything else you wanna say about the relationship stuff?
1: I would say, yeah, if you're in a relationship that's not serving you, start to focus on your future of what the vibration, we could call it the frequency, the energy, the love that you're experiencing in your future relationship. What does that feel like now? Cause that's gonna repulse the relationship that you're in. That's like your, uh, you know, your projectile rocket ship that you're in. And if your frequency elevates beyond the capacity for the person to handle, which happens a lot, when people start closing the wounds in their body the the body's like a uh, tuning fork right it's emitting a certain resonant frequency and when you start closing those wounds it changes up the hertz. so it's no longer vibrating off each other so you don't have that wound on wound action so when we close wounds you know even past life wounds incarnate wounds that we have ancestral wounds uh, past relationship wounds when we're closing that up And you're becoming more resonant with a higher sound, you're drawing to you that which is like that sound. Mm -hmm. Because like attracts like, light attracts light, right? So when we start bringing in more of those, you know, benevolent lovers or lover, you know, the dream lover, like Rebecca's absolutely the opposite of somebody who would cold hard cock me in the face. And I know that she's got more love. Like this girl walks into a room and lights the whole room up. For
0: real. As soon as she let us in the house today, I was like, I don't even know what you do, but I want to have you on my podcast. Like, Let's talk about something because her light is so radiant.
1: Yes. Her aura is really, really bright for sure. <laughs> if we want to use spiritual terms like aura.
0: <laughs> I like aura. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. So before we get to the ceremonial stuff, because that's really the heart and soul of this show. And I want every episode culminates in a brief ritual of some sort, um, which you will take us uh, on a little voyage. and. Before we get there, though, I do want to just touch on this thing of inner and outer cool. And you already kind of touched on it before where you're just like, you know, do I want all the I mean, money's great. And like your house is epic. And like, I love just, oh, my God, the giant trees and the giant <laughs> rose quartz ball that you can sit on as a chair. And, you know, just all the things in here. I, I love it so much. But if you had to pick if you are externally outwardly cool or inwardly inner cool which are you picking inner all day long me too
1: hey good work
0: yeah you know and i just think it's fascinating (sighs) because uh with us both having these backgrounds of like fitness wellness world which you know i mean yeah okay you're ingesting you know, uh, powerful ingredients and things like that. And it's important. I'm not saying it's not, but I'll just say for me with my athletic background, my freaking identity and worth just got so trapped in like am I going to be the best? And if I'm yeah. not the best, I don't have any worth in this world and all of this stuff. And then once I had my awakening and started doing the inner quest and the soul connecting, and the soul uniting, I was just like, oh my God, this is where it's at for me. And I'm not trying to say that I don't drink green juice because I do. And I, and I do those other things. But if I had to pick, I want to pick to be right with myself and quote unquote cool inside of my being, then you know, looking cool on the outside or having the hands on the outside. So I don't know if this is bringing up anything for you, but I just wanted to touch on this. I
1: love it in uh, alchemy, you know, as above, so below. So everything you create internally is gonna be a reflection externally anyway. So are they really that different, right? Right. I had a guide pop into the field behind you and he's like this 250 pound Chinese guy.
0: Love it, I see him.
1: And he said, there is no difference, my friend between internal and external. Mm. It's all something that we make up as humans. So it's not happening to you. Nothing is happening to you. Everything's happening for you.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. You want to know what brought this up for me? And it's just funny is when I was Googling your name, I put spiritual Drew Canoli, I like, that's what I wanted. I, I was just like, you know, that's where I'm going with him today. And it was cool, like the the search results. And one funny thing that popped up was the top 60 spiritual influencers. And we were both on that list.
1: That's awesome. And I didn't know that. I have list. no idea.
0: I had no idea either. Yeah. Didn't know it existed. Not saying it means anything. I just thought it was funny, but just.
1: But that's a pretty big deal, right? Top 60 in the world.
0: I guess. By
1: a website that might maybe gets like five views a month. Right,
0: right, right. Yeah, we're winning. We're, winning. We're, we're
1: killing life, baby. But
0: that's what was funny to me and why yeah. I just at least wanted to touch on this. I was like, oh my God, we're, we're winning the top 60 award for spiritual influencers. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's just a funny earth experience. It all is. of this stuff, it's melding awesome. these worlds together. Super, super good. <laughs> I know, right? So let's go to ceremony life. And so now we're into the last uh, chapter of our voyage here today. I would love if there are any ceremonial experiences that you feel compelled to share, whether one that you took yourself and had a beautiful revelation or one that you facilitated for others and some beautiful alchemy happened.
1: Yeah. I think in relative to plant medicine, I've never done it. Right. So, but I believe my life is ceremony. Yes. Every moment, as we've talked about, right? So I think anytime I'm in a uh, room with people before i walk into the room first of all i'm asking i relate really well to jesus right me too. And mother mary mary me magdalene too. so i'm asking them to go before me and just help me witness them as them every single person as god force in disguise so i'm really getting clear on what's observing me and i'm getting clear on how i observe them mm-hmm. And it just blocks all the walls, takes them down, crushes any limitations that I could ever have. And when I'm in that space, it frees me from any expectation, any responsibility that I have. You know, I do this before I speak. I go out on stage. I First, I do TRE, which is trauma release exercises. It's shaking. So you literally shake the body out of your, your body to get the trauma out.
0: You and Luke should talk about that. Put you in I...
1: parasympathetic. you in a calm peaceful state and then i i go into the room like this and that's the ceremony and i'm looking beyond the the sleeping dream i'm talking to a lot of different versions of who the person is at the same time right as for lack of better words but a projector like human design my auras in people's fields a lot they feel it so as an entrepreneur and somebody who has a bunch of family members on their team building companies I'm working on them
0: and they know mm. it.
1: I'm, I'm helping them see things in themselves. I'm processing, sometimes I'm processing energy and I don't even know I'm doing it. Right. And that that's when we have to pull our energy back in and quit doing that. So the ceremony is, you know, the way I set my day up with the sun gazing, with the invocations, with declaring, and then any situation experience where I'm with another human, I cherish it. I really, I try to get as much love in that moment as possible.
0: Yeah, and I I agree that you do do that. And my listeners, you know, hear this every episode. But what was vital for me in this show is having guests who are embodied. To me, mm-hmm. especially if you're walking the spiritual path, especially, especially if you're a spiritual teacher of any sort, to me, you you got to be embodied for me to feel comfortable having you on my show because i want people on here that creates a very safe space and once people listen and are receiving these transmissions and then want to learn more about you i want to be taking them to people that i feel yes are safe and yeah. that i can really vouch for yes lean into his work lean into his books whatever and so that was why I got that instant. Definitely wanted to have you on because I could just tell you are embodied, you know, and you walk the talk, and it's so important. Thank you for that. Yeah, that's
1: actually my word for the year.
0: Oh really? Embodied. For 2020.
1: For yeah. This one. 2021. Oh, for up. the
0: one coming up. On. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, you're off to a good start. Thank you. <laughs> you're crushing it already. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on
1: 1212.
0: Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. yeah we are uh, recording this on. December 12th, and when I asked Drew, hey, does noon feel like a good time for Luke and I to come over to record with you, you requested 12-12, and that's actually what In I 12 wrote. 12 seconds. Yes, yes. So I put 12-12-12-12 <laughs> here to reaffirm that yes. that's what we're doing here. So... Okay, so what can you share? I mean, this whole thing, as we say, life is ceremony. This whole thing has already been a ceremony.
1: I don't want to be too vague, though, because I know people are looking for specifics.
0: Yeah, you know, I just, yeah. What what would you feel called or compelled to take folks in today? Okay,
1: so one thing I've been working on for the past 11 years is how we treat our bodies. Because the body is this great multidimensional vehicle that most people don't see and they don't respect it as such. So they make decisions every day that, you know, uh, aren't the best decisions. They eat low vibrational food, they, uh, drink and they smoke, you know, different drugs and they, it's a long thing, right. That we do as human beings is a way of coping to who we really are. Mm -hmm. So my ceremony and my ritual is how great can I have this multidimensional feel every day? Mm. So I am waking up in the morning. I'm doing a hot and cold shower. I'm jumping in the cold plunge. Right. I'm invoking, like I said, powerful words. I'm healthy. I'm whole. I'm complete.
0: So I, envision, yeah. listeners, really let him take you on this journey and on this ride. Let's and go on a journey. If, if you feel compelled and if this resonates yeah. as he's explaining, let you envision yourself going there.
1: I'm going to close my eyes with you just because okay. I feel this is great. Okay. So we wake up in the morning. And most people, you know, they immediately get on their social media, they immediately check their email or what have you. This is going to be a different way. And it may be hard for you to begin with because it was hard for me. You know, we all get in the trap and that's okay. There's no judgment. Just be more kind to yourself. So for me, when I wake up tomorrow, today, any day, it's about understanding that the linear time is I get to live as this true person and you get to live as who you are, is very limited. Every choice we make during the first hour are the most important choices we have that day because it sets a gauge on how much goodness, how much love, how much joy you can experience. And the only job you have as a human being is to give yourself that amount of love to you. Nobody's responsible for you. It's all about filling your own cup up so much that it's overflowing and you're You're giving away the overflow off the saucer, not the cup, right? We've heard that. So how do we do it? I love, you know, waking up in the morning, drinking elixirs from Organifi, whether it's green juice or red juice. I've gotten into the whole peptide thing, you know. I drink
0: your vitamin C one.
1: The immunity is great. It's uh, you know, sometimes jumping on the rebounder, moving my body, going to the gym, the first thing, working out expressing dominion i'm really getting in the habit of expressing dominion in the body cuz your body has so much energy inside it and maybe you've been feeling like you've been a little lethargic you've been tired yes you've been lack of focus because of me. everything that's going on and each one of your mitochondrial cells is the power that's in the sun you know all the the energy the atomic force is quite literally the sun in every single cell. You're developing 60 trillion cells every single minute of the day, renewing, regenerating, restoring your body. So when we start to observe it from that standpoint, when we start to choose foods that feed our microbiota, which you know most of the human body's a bacteria suit, and they're voting on what you're putting in your mouth. So if you're craving things like sugar, dairy, gluten, wheat, whatever it is, it's because those little guys are voting in the opposite direction. So, the fastest way to change that is to really start to honor what you're putting in your body. And it's a new way of eating, actually. It's a way of uh, having reverence for what Mother Earth has provided. Before I put anything in my mouth in the morning, I'm having a ceremony. I'm looking at, and this used to take like five, 10 minutes. People in the past were like, What is he doing? I'm like sitting in there. You know, My eyes are rolling in the back of my head because I'm really trying to see the soil. I'm trying to see the light and the rain and everything that happened on this little beautiful plant that's on my plate right now. I'm seeing the families that it's helping in Africa or wherever it is, buy clothes and send them to school and education and helping the farmers and the farmer's families and whoever it is that's involved in bringing this one piece of leaf on my plate. And I'm feeling it in my heart and I'm creating alchemy with that. So there's more energy from it. you know. I have a garden at every single house that I've lived in because it's so important to me to connect to Mother Nature in such a way. So it's honoring that. It's a new way of eating. It's taking my time. It's getting silent, eating in silence with no cell phone, no distractions, and just savoring every single bite. And I think every time we have a meal, it's a reflection of our life. It's that ceremony. It's savoring every single relationship. It's savoring every single conversation. It's savoring every time you looked in a complete stranger's eye, you know, even though they got their mask on, you're looking them in the eye, you're sending love. And I believe that's what we're here to do. And when we go forth throughout the day, after filling our own cup up, after giving love back to ourselves, we're a changed human being. And after doing this for literally less than a week you will start to see dramatic changes in your life. You'll start to see toxic people fade away. You'll start to see more money in your life start to show up. I've done this with entrepreneurs. They've literally forexed their business in 90 days just by focusing on these simple things. And it's been great. So you can do this too. And the ceremony is all about you. It's about honoring you. It's about having reverence for yourself.
0: So just letting us swim in those waters for a few more seconds. Reverence for yourself. How does that feel when you tune into that field of, I have reverence for myself? Or do you feel it in your body? How does the energy feel around you? If you tune into your aura and you say, I am filled with self-reverence, I respect myself, I care for myself. I care for my well-being. Does that shift in any way, your energy field, the colors in your auric field? Just investigate that one piece of having reverence for yourself. How does that feel? How can that show up? How can you show up for that? So it is.
1: So it is.
0: That was so nice. So refreshing. I'm so glad we did this. And I'm also glad that you brought up the business component because I, I honestly, if you'll come back, I would love to have you back and just have an episode dedicated more to like, you know. Sp- Conscious entrepreneurship. Yes. You know, because that's like... <laughs>
1: aligned visionary.
0: Yeah. I, I I, was like, I can't... I don't even want to open that door because I want to go fully yes. in that door.
1: I'd love to come um, back to that. You're but so... Something I'm passionate about.
0: Yeah. And you're very good I at it. it. <laughs> yeah. good. I love it.
1: Yeah. Very good. So
0: um, I definitely want to have you back specifically for that. Thank you so much for exuding all of this. Yes. Thank you for bearing with. Oh my the, God, the, I'm a pizza. You're pizza I'm, too, I'm right? As well. Oh God, I'm sweating. I'm sweating as well. So we've been sitting in the fire <laughs> by the fireplace, and it uh, might look good on camera, but it's woo-hoo! at least
1: 130 degrees over here. <laughs> we've been in a sauna. We're in a
0: sauna. So with that, I'm going to seal and close this beautiful ceremony circle episode. Thank you all for just traversing in all the different mm. planes and realms that we did. I want to thank you, Drew for your generosity and just opening up the gateway so generously and, and going on this ride. So thank you so much for your time and energy and wisdom that you Thanks shared.
1: Thanks for having me on. All right. That was awesome.
0: Until next time, guys. Woo. What a powerful voyage that was. It is Just my greatest honor, it brings me so much joy and activates and lights up my soul to be able to sit with these incredible, embodied, true spiritual masters and leaders from all over the world. I ask that you please, if you feel called, continue to support them and their work in whatever way that feels aligned for you. Please go to my website where all the show notes are listed so that you can access their direct links to their website and social media platforms and additional information about them. And remember, what makes Ceremony Circle so unique is that at the end of every single episode, as you just experienced, we immerse in a powerful, ceremony, ritual, invocation, prayer, spiritual song, some sort of activation that the guest feels called to offer on that day. So listen to your intuition. If at any point moving forward, you feel called to come back and re-immerse in this guided ceremonial experience, do so because I guarantee every single time you experience it, you will receive a new medicine, transmission, a new awareness, a new awakening aspect within your soul. It has been an honor voyaging with you. Please keep the Ceremony Circle community vibes growing and activating. Find me on Instagram at I am Alison Charles, and let me know how you enjoyed this episode. Let me know how you are creating your own sacred Ceremony Circle space. Tag those in your soul fam who are immersing in the Ceremony Circle episodes and experiences with you and let's unite in the next episode coming out next week so we can continue to activate the consciousness energies of planet Earth and the universes.